Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Hey everybody, welcome to The Wedding Dish, the podcast where we chat with real married or engaged couples, wedding pros, and we read listener stories about all things wedding. From the planning process, to the celebration, to heartwarming moments or funny stories, pretty much everything wedding related... We've got it for you. You'll hear tips and tricks about wedding planning, gain wedding inspiration, and more. And the wedding dish is coming at you over full service radio at the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, D.C. That's Sarah Alipin, co-host of The Wedding Dish and CEO of District Bliss and Photos from the Hardy. And that's Steph Norton, entrepreneur and producer of The Wedding Dish. Dish. Gosh, I have done that for the last three episodes. Rosé. <laughs> Too much rosé. Not enough. <laughs> Not enough. Uh, we've been involved in the wedding industry for years, and we just we love that we're getting to do this um, this podcast with you all. Um, also, Clouseau is here, too, our little Frenchy friend. So um, he's in his little red um, vest. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cute. It's like a down EMS type red vest, but it's just adorable. You guys, I can't. I think he's planning on scheduling an intervention for me <laughs> so that I stop dressing him in super cute outfits. A fashion intervention? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Check out his Instagram. Yeah, he's a uh, Cluzo, like the Pink Panther, the inspector. <laughs> yeah, he's really cute. He makes life worth living, right, Clue? He's sleeping now, getting his backside. <laughs> well, today we have a super special episode because um, it's our season finale, guys. Can you believe we're already through a, a whole first season of The Wedding Dish? I can't. I'm, I'm actually like shook and I can't. I don't even have any words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super excited. And we start our next season back up the first week of January. Yeah, so we'll have a nice little break, and then um, super exciting. We already have some really cool people to interview and talk to in the new year. So yeah, bring it on. Yeah, and if you're um, an engaged or married couple in the area, shout at our uh, hit our webpage. Yeah, come through and um, let us know. You can just go to weddingdish.com and um, weddingdishpodcast.com and fill out a form and tell us who you are and come on the show. We'd love to have you. Yeah. And today we have Taylor, who was on our third episode. Um, She is engaged. She's getting married in Charleston. If you missed that episode, you should definitely go back and listen to it if you haven't. Episode three. Yeah, episode (laughs) three. Um, And she also owns Lemon Tree Editorial. So um, she had this idea of interviewing us on the podcast. And here we are. It's happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's so happening. Um, I'm I'm a copywriter by profession. I started my career in journalism. And so that journalistic mindset is always with me. And when I was here the last time, I was like, you know, you guys should do like 
as a listener myself, which is how I got on the podcast in the first place, I fangirled really hard. Um, <laughs> I said, like, you guys, I want to know more about the two of you, and we should do that. And so here we are, season finale, perfect opportunity. So today I am guest hosting, and our interviewees are going to be Sarah and Steph. And we have no idea what she's going to be asking us. No. The tables have turned. <laughs> okay. So... Yeah. Um, obviously this, this podcast is about love. And so I want to hear about each of your own love stories with your partners. Cause both of you are married. So, uh, Steph, let's start with you. You're the producer. Sometimes you're a little, uh, less visible. Obviously this is listening, but quote unquote, less visible than Sarah. So let's start with you and tell me about your husband and how the two of you met. Sure. Um, So my husband and I met in Boston um, through friends and um, we we got let's see, this was in I met him in 2003 Mm -hmm. and then we got engaged. Stop me if I'm going too fast or too slow. Um, No, you're fine. We got engaged Christmas Eve on 2008 because of a holiday love story. Yeah. I well, didn't know that. Mm-hmm. We were split because he was working in New York and I was still in Boston. So he would take the bus home. Like That is f- love. It really is. <laughs> That's like, a long bus ride. It's so bad. Like I don't even know how like I don't know how it happened or whatever, but um yeah, he just came through the door. And it was like in our little studio apartment in Back Bay in Boston. He just like got down on one knee. And awesome. it was always a tense time because it was like, are we going to keep doing this? Or like, should we move to New York? Or oh. am I going to stay here? Like this bus ride. <laughs> yeah. This bus ride is a lot. Yeah. I wasn't doing the bus ride, but right. I went to New York sometimes too, you know? And it's yeah. just like, I don't know. It was just one of those things where it was becoming cumbersome, you know? And it was like, I was like, what's going on? You know? Did you know that he was going to propose? Um, we had talked about it, but, but we both were kind of like, that's something that will happen sometime. And we're both kind of like drawn to the, like, you know, like Vegas or running away without having any type of a plan, but wanting something like spontaneous and just, it was, I don't know, like we were so busy that it didn't, it wasn't the time to like, you know, we needed to like figure out to be in the same place and yeah both be working in the same place you know so tell me your wedding story what was your wedding like so um we got married three years ago so we were engaged for a long time and we went to Miami which we do every Christmas Mm -hmm. we go down to Miami and I'm going there in a few days and I'm very excited um and so it just we had driven because we lived in Los Angeles for a while my husband went to law school there and we drove back uh, to DC when he finished law school, he got the job at the government mm-hmm. and we thought we would get married in Vegas. It just like happened to like work out. So that didn't plan out. And then, so when we were down in Miami, we thought that we would get married, but it's actually really like impossible to do. You can't just do that. <laughs> um, so when we came back, it was the 28th and we went to the courthouse in Arlington. Of December? Yeah. Oh, that's the day before my birthday. Oh, cute. And yeah. the day before you started dating David. Yeah. It's the holidays it's holiday are a time ma- of year. Holiday magic. <laughs> yeah. Holidays are a time of year to get engaged, get married. And that works for you all, too, because it was a Christmas Eve engagement. Obviously, many years 
forward before getting married, but you basically got engaged and got married right around your engagement anniversary. So that's a cool story. Yeah. And I love Christmas time. So like my tree goes up in November, like halfway through November. So So do you consider your wedding to be an elopement, even though you got married in Arlington and you live in Arlington? I do. Yeah, Yeah, I do. Because that was kind of... um, I just never saw myself having, like, the typical traditional wedding. Mm -hmm. I didn't really know kind of what else to do. And we always were kind of in motion. So, like, I told you we were split between New York. And then I was in Boston and working also in Los Angeles, you know. And then we moved to Los Angeles. And then we moved here. So... I did. I, I, I don't know. It just never added up in my mind. I always thought, like, it'll just come together, and I'll know that it's, like, the thing to do. Um, so, yeah, I do think it was kind of, like, spontaneous, and the way that I thought it was going to go was not how it went, and I kind of loved that. So. Sounds romantic. It was romantic, yeah. It's nice because all of the stuff that I was worrying about, like, what other people wanted and mm-hmm. all that stuff, like fades away and I just have that memory because after you go to the courthouse in Arlington I don't know if it's a law or something but you go to this like you have to go to like an attorney's office that's nearby it's like almost like a bail bondman (laughs) and it's not it's not like cute you know um and we weren't expecting it but they he actually makes you exchange vows and he was like kind of like just a comedian type of guy like he was making all these funny (laughs) jokes like you know you should run away and like I was like really nervous, but we didn't, my husband's not religious and I grew up Catholic. So we weren't expect. we were just expecting to get a license and just go and just be married. Yeah. But they were like, Oh no, you have to go over to this other place. And we were like, what? But you have to. And, um, yeah, he made us like hold hands and he like read these vows and we had to say the vows. And, um, yeah, it was really, I just remember being like so nervous and like, excited nervous but also really nervous nervous yeah. and I, that's frozen in my mind like that's my image like that's my memory of it yeah. and um yeah it was really really cute because my husband is not religious so to mm-hmm. see him like you know like standing there saying these vows with someone was like really surreal hmm. that's I like that story so um obviously a lot of our listeners out are uh engaged couples or maybe after the fact they will they will in the future be engaged but do you have a tip for um people who are considering eloping maybe how you know that it's the right choice for you or something that you wish you did that you didn't do that after the fact you realized yeah um a friend of mine actually in Boston just got engaged and I'm sorry she just got married and she eloped and she did her wedding in Ireland Ooh, and she is like a world traveler and her husband really loves traveling. And we talked about it like a little bit and they got married on a boat at like the cliffs of Moher and she got these beautiful pictures and it's like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I did more, you know, but I didn't know, like I didn't know to do something like that. It wasn't like really a thing. And I also just, I don't know, I kind of just like how it turned out because I always just wanted it to sort of like unfold, um, which is weird because I'm a super planner. But um, yeah, I mean, I kind of talked through that with my friend. Mm-hmm. And one of the things is like her like husband, um, 
when they travel, like he has things to say when she makes the arrangements. And I was like, all right, but if you, if this is your wedding, like he can't do that. So I was like, you know, you have to take him to the pub, like Mm -hmm. in Ireland and say, (laughs) if you don't like anything, you have to keep it to yourself or, and if you don't, I'll pay the bar tab. So she sent me like up on the back side of their, like the front side of their card is like we eloped and the back side is them like toasting like a Guinness in the pub. Oh, I love that idea. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of got to like plan hers like vicariously, Cool. but she also kind of like took the idea of it being a possibility for me because she had the same kind of like family considerations and letting people down yeah. and what's right you know, for us and like, um, her husband's father, I think is a minister. So it was even more like, you know, like the, (laughs) the complications were there. Um, but yeah, I felt, I just felt like you have to, you have to do what's in your heart, you know, in, and you don't get it back. And like, I truly believe that it'll be the way that it's supposed to be. Like if you just kind of like, Maybe, like, I don't know, just push back a little bit here and there. Be yourself. Exactly. I'm, like, talking way too much. (laughs) Okay. Well, I have one more thing for you, and then it's going to be Sarah's turn. Um, I wanted to play a game. This is going to be a quick, like, either or. You let me know which one. Um, And so it's it's would you rather, but the clean kind. Wedding edition. So, uh, band or DJ? Oh. Just gut reaction. Which one do you like? Band or DJ? I can't say. It doesn't have to be for your own wedding. It oh. could just be like in the concept of weddings. I can't say. <laughs> I can't say. Pass. Pass. Yeah, I don't know. You can't pass. I would That's have both. Okay, I would have both. Okay. Okay, great. <laughs> cathedral train or cathedral veil? AKA like really, really long train on your dress or really, really long veil? Dale. Okay. Planner or day of coordinator? Planner. First dance or last dance? Which one's better? First dance. Cake or dessert cake. bar? <laughs> Didn't even finish. <laughs> She's getting faster. Cake. Cake. I love cake. Okay, great. All right. You're, you're done. Yay. <laughs> Sarah, it's your turn. Now I you want to hear your love story. <laughs> I want to hear your love story. I'm doing it again. I'm producing the show on the live air, so. And she loves to lean as as close to the mic as possible. It's fine. It's fine. We're going to, yeah, we're going Alexia is great. She's going to tell us one. Okay, great. Um, Sarah, I want to know your love story. Okay. Um, So I, my meeting Philippe is kind of like an interesting situation because um, I am not into being set up with somebody. Um, I, it just, I have, I'd had it done a couple times and I had really bad experiences and it's hard to make me feel uncomfortable or awkward. (laughs) So if I feel uncomfortable and awkward, then it's really a bad situation. Um, so, um, my roommate at the time, um, was dating a guy, um, who was looking at potentially moving into Philippe's place Mm -hmm. so she was trying to introduce us but I thought it was because she wanted me to date someone in the house because she didn't want her boyfriend at the time to be 
the only one who was dating somebody. So in my mind, I was like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's just like trying to make this happen for other reasons because it seems like it would be fun. Um, Not because it seems like we'd be a great fit. So there was one time when she tricked me and I got out of the car at Van Ness and Metroed home. Um, I got out at a stoplight to not be set up on this date. Um, and then she convinced me to play kickball on her, on the team that Philippe was on. And I didn't know his name or if she told me I didn't register it. Um, and so when <laughs> I met him, um, we had all this stuff in common and, um, and we were at the time, both of us were, had crazy situations. Like I was in grad school every other Tuesday night and he had this huge real estate. He did the real estate merger for like Zillow and a realtor, whatever that one was. Um, so he's an economist, um, and he works in antitrust. So, um, he was super, super busy and I, um, I skipped the next, like, we basically missed each other at kickball for several weeks. And I had given him my number, and he didn't call me. Oh. So when I saw him then, like, a month later, he um, he was like, oh, yeah, it's so great to see you, blah, blah, blah. And um, after, he had kind of blown me off for, like, the whole game. So we were at the bar afterward. And he was then like super into talking to me and whatever. I had no idea he was really, really shy because oh, it's also cute. hard to be shy around me because I can like make anybody talk. Um, and so then um, he was like, yeah, give me a call. Like, let's get together this weekend. And I was like, oh, I don't have your number. You have my number and you didn't call me. Oh, burn. Yes. <laughs> so he... <laughs> He um, called me from his office on Thursday and set up a date with me for Saturday. Um, And he planned my best friend's birthday and hosted everybody afterward at his his house because they lived in this like giant place in Adams Morgan. So my best friend, I was trying to get her to move down here, which she did. Yes. Um, But so everybody slept on all the couches downstairs and had like a big camping party after going to the bars in Adams Morgan. So, um, that's how we met. Um, it was, it was kind of a funny little like roundabout way of finally getting together. Yeah. So when did you get married? Um, so we got married in 2012. Um, we met in 2008. Um, and we flew out to Paso Robles, California and got married there because, um, we only invited our immediate families and very best friends. So we had 19 total people there. Um, and I do consider it a wedding because okay. my, it was, you know, people sat in chairs and all that stuff. You wore a white dress. I did. Yeah. All those things. Yeah. Cool. Um, and um, my brother married us. Oh, I love that. He was super nervous. And we had um, my, <laughs> my uh, husband's brother did a reading but he wasn't there he cooked our rehearsal dinner he's a chef Mm. um and so he didn't know where to stand so he was like walking around the whole front trying to figure out where to go and that's like one of the things that makes me laugh when i (laughs) at the (laughs) wedding day because he turned and he's like i don't know where i'm supposed to be and i was like you're fine wherever you are (laughs) (laughs) so looking back and as somebody who works in the wedding industry do you have any tips for 
future couples on on how to handle their wedding? I think the only thing that I would change about my wedding day is um, there wasn't enough light once the mm. sun went down because we got married on the hill, like on a hill overlooking um, the valley in Paso Robles. And um, my mom had trouble seeing in the dark. Oh. Um, so that was kind of like a little bit That's of a, a bummer. bummer. Yeah. Um, and I had intended on hanging bistro lights, but um, they it just like wasn't working. So yeah. our planner didn't hang them at the last minute, which was fine. I mean, it it was it was just. That's something to take into consideration. If you are getting married outside, make sure you have enough lighting. A lot of lights, okay. Um, because you don't want your mom feeling like she can't see like yeah. when she's dancing or whatever. And right. she almost like fell into the DJ booth. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was like trying to get. But she didn't. Yeah. It, it could have been worse. <laughs> I, I grabbed her. She was doing her toast and she stepped sideways. Oh, oh no. Jesus. Yeah. So it could have been really bad, but it ended up being fine. Um, it just it it was really hard to see that that dip there too. Yeah. So, um, but it worked out perfectly. I mean, I I loved it. I really um, I did deal with some uh, complaints um, from whom opinions, I guess. Yes, <laughs> um, family from everyone. Oh wow! Um, from everyone that was invited essentially like everybody because it was so small everybody had their own opinions and was personally invested like we did a song for each person at our wedding um so it really was like made to be very personal to each per like each guest yes um but there there was a lot of noise and chatter that I just had to keep filing into the, um, <laughs> this is everybody else's opinion and I'm going to stay on the path that I'm on. Um, That's a shame. And, I, you know, looking back on it, I don't really feel, I, I'm proud of myself more for staying true to my vision mm -hmm. and what was right for Philippe and me. Like, he was, he's so shy. He would never have stood up in front of 200 people and said vows. Like, that would have been torturing him. Even if I'm comfortable standing up in front of 200 people speaking, that doesn't mean that that's the right fit for my wedding day because that's not our relationship. Mm -hmm. right. um, like, he would die before he came on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> which, is why, which is why you all are here, which is a great um, wrap-up, and then I'm sure we need to take a break, but I have a game for you also, Okay. which is called Splurge or Save. So same idea. I'm going to throw some things out, and you say, would you splurge on it or would you save on it? And this can be what you did for your wedding or sort of hindsight and working in the industry, what you recommend. Got so, it. wedding dress, splurge or save? Save. Favors? Um, mm, I think medium. <laughs> not really an option, but okay. We'll go on the save side. All right. Photographer. Splurge. Okay. Cake slash desserts. Um, save. Rings. We saved because it's my, my ring is my grandmother's. Oh, okay. All right. Love Catering it. was our other splurge. Oh. But we saved on the venue. Our venue fee was eight hundred twenty-five dollars. That's amazing. I mean, that's we should have spent good. some money on lighting. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Should have put your savings towards some bistro lights. <laughs> I, when we like were even just looking at churches, there was like two-year waiting list. This is in Boston, and it was like thousands of dollars. Yeah, it's for a church. Yeah, 
I mean, I I totally well, appreciate it's a famous like, church. supporting the church. It's a famous but, church. No. It's like a really famous small New England church. That's so. still a lot of money, though. Yeah, but I mean, I get it. Yeah. Like, I get yeah. it. It's an awesome church, and I would have loved to have gotten married there, kind of. But is that a write-off? It didn't work out. If you get married in a church, is it a donation? I don't think so. I think you have to pay. Yeah, I, I thought it was considered a charitable donation, but I could be wrong. Something to look into, I guess, if you're planning a wedding. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, if you are trying to go fast, it's yeah. never going to, church is never going to work out. Like, unless you maybe go to another state. Like, I, I maybe think Massachusetts little churches are very popular. Is it a commonwealth? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But it's just they're old. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's near where my, my, my husband and I grew up, like, in the town over from each other. Yeah. And it's, like, a very cute little white chapel. And Oh, I love that. There's an inn nearby where, like, George Washington st- stayed at. It's, like, very quintessential Whoa. New England. That's yeah. cool. So, I love yeah. that. But it's, it wasn't me. And we couldn't get it, so... So that worked great. Yeah. It is what it is, right? Yeah. So, all right. We're going to head into a break, and then uh, we'll see what Taylor has in store for us after that. Um, and today we are doing a very special episode of The Wedding Dish, where uh, Taylor Griffith, the owner of Lemon Tree Editorial, um, is actually interviewing Steph and me. So the tables are turned. Yeah. And by the way, Lemon Tree Editorial is a copywriting company for wedding industry vendors, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to get that straight. Okay, yeah. cool. Yep. So I have a background in journalism and copywriting and marketing and all that jazz. And uh, all my favorite clients are, have always been wedding industry pros. And so I just decided to make that the whole shebang. So, Love it. Um, yeah, so this is like so my sweet spot between interviewing people <laughs> and talking about weddings and I'm a bride to be myself and it's just like all of my worlds colliding into one special oh, we love it. podcast moment. Yay, so. that's how we feel. <laughs> I agree. And if you want to listen to her wedding story, you can go back to episode three of The Wedding Dish. Yes, absolutely. Okay, but enough <laughs> about me. 
today we're talking about the two of you. I loved hearing each of your individual love stories, but I also want to hear about your the wedding, the the love story between the two of you. So, um, you know, some people say like, I have a work wife or a work work husband. You are both each other's work wives. And uh, (laughs) both of you have some ties professionally to the wedding industry. And then, of course, here we are on the podcast. So, Sarah, let's start with you. Tell me about Photos from the Hardy. Um, So in 2005, um, when I graduated from University of Maryland, um, I started teaching darkroom photography, um, and I started my, I started Photos from the Hardy, which is my wedding photography business. Um, and at that time I was mostly doing like portraiture and things because mm-hmm. I wanted to, um, just make money. It was like my side hustle for summer and spring break and all that kind of stuff. So it was like a great side money maker. Um, and then, um, I actually got injured in 2011 at work um I was attacked by a student and oh my god I did not know that (laughs) yeah when you say attacked you mean like Like a violent attack yeah whoa um I was verbally breaking up a fight um and I wasn't close enough for him to hit me so he stomped on my foot and he crushed the (gasps) nerve on one of my feet into that like bone that's on the top um, oh my god! I did not know any of this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I have neuropathy in my leg, and foot, and ankle, um, and I had surgery. But it took them a year to figure out what was wrong with me. So it took a really long time, and by then the nerve had died. So I couldn't go back to teaching, um, which I loved, and you know I have my master's in photography, um, and I was like, well, I can't sit around and just do nothing. So I ramped up my photography business. I brought in other photographers to support me because, you know, if I need to physically take a break, Mm -hmm. I have to have, you know, I can't just be like, okay, hold on, just pause that first (laughs) kiss and we're going to take a 35 minute break while I release the nerve. And you have a partner, right? In your, in your business. Yes. So, um, and she was actually my student. She was there that day. Yeah. She was in my classroom when that happened. Um, so, um, it was great because I had worked with her for so long before I brought her onto the business. So it, it was just like a really easy transition. We really knew each other's style. Um, and then I was able to, you know, now I have a bunch of other people that work with us, um, like Chris Langford and um, Chris Ferenzi and John Fleming. There are a whole bunch of them that are just like amazingly talented photographers that mm-hmm. we bring in for longer weddings and things. Um, and um, I'm super lucky that I was able to kind of pull that together. But that's how the photography business went from my side hustle to my main hustle. And what about you, Steph? What's your connection to the wedding industry? So I came to D.C. seven years ago and um, I started freelancing. So I did social media like full time, just freelancing because my husband got a job at a government agency. I was like working in film. So had to find like the creative community here in DC and started freelancing. Um, and I, I really wanted to work on a show, whether it was like television or film, it's Mm -hmm. not as like accessible here Mm -hmm. type of thing. Um, and I actually worked on the film The Proposal, which is a wedding film. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like I, I always just, you know, like events um, and doing production. So um, I 
I guess I wanted to do a podcast. I was really liking it for a few years and didn't really know like what I would do it about. You know what I mean? Like that my profession was like doing social media, right? For film. And then I worked with other clients in the DC area. Um, and that wasn't really compelling. So, um, I met Sarah when I was working with another vendor who does is a floral designer. And we were like having a coffee meeting where Sarah was actually helping us. She was like giving us like free consulting. And um, but I had been to her District Bliss events before, like and I was which is my other company. Yeah, that's her other social networking company, mm-hmm. not social networking. It's like in real person networking. Yeah, but also social networking. But when I went there, I was like, oh, okay, like, this is, these are the type of people I would meet in L.A. They were, like, creative people that were really nice. It was a lot of women business owners in the DMV area. So all your favorite things, all in one. Perfect, yeah. (laughs) And, like, nice cocktails and, like, cute little spaces. So I was like, oh, this is so cool, you know. Um, It wasn't, like, the typical, like, D.C., like, government power happy hour, like, somewhere. Um, So I was like, oh, this is fantastic, you know. So anyways... We were meeting, we were meeting with Sarah. We just kind of burst, like I just kind of burst out, um, and I was like, I've been really wanting to do a podcast. And then Sarah said, like, boom, like didn't skip a beat, and was like, I've been wanting to do a podcast. And like in unison, we were like, let's do a podcast. And then you fell in love. And then we fell in. It love. was. <laughs> <laughs> So shout out to the Line Hotel, by the way, because that's where we record and made it all possible because I don't have any type of technical skills to make a podcast or whatever else. Um, um, Morgan um, West here at the hotel is someone that um, I know from the creative community. People probably know her. She does the social media account, A Creative DC. Um, I let her know that I was interested and what Sarah was up to in the community and the creative community and like bringing people together. And basically she helped us formulate this concept of a show where wedding vendors and people in the community that were getting engaged would come in and explain and talk about what it means, you know, to have a ceremony or, you know, what's going on in their creative businesses and how they got started and what that means in the DMV. Yeah. And it sounds like there's, there's also have always been this kind of intention of giving people a resource that maybe they didn't have access to before. I know you were talking about that off air, right? Stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, I just, myself, I would have loved, it wasn't really like the thing then, but I would have loved like a podcast. I mean, it's such like a nerdy thing, right? Like you want to listen to a podcast about weddings, but if you get it, you get it, right? Like I would have loved somebody to say like, well, I'm struggling with this. And, you know, I would have like, because a lot of people are move in and out of DC for Mm -hmm. whatever reason, I would have loved people to be like, oh, this person was super great and they were within my budget and I've worked with her like 20 times and she'll hook me up. You know what I mean? Or if, if you want to elope as you did, like, what was that experience like? Do you regret it after the fact, which I'm sure a lot of people debate, you know, for, for Sarah, like the destination wedding, was it really worth it? Was it worthwhile to do it? And how do you stick to your guns when everybody else is telling you to do something else? than what you want to do. And that's what we hear a lot from our from our guests that come on that are engaged couples is mm-hmm. how do I manage that like people's expectations and, and objections, culture and religion mm-hmm. and people putting like all this pressure on you and how do you manage it and like 
how do you within like a budget when you're not like it's a big deal yeah. and it's personal and it's expensive and there's a lot of feelings from all people correct yeah, yeah. because people love you and they want to like they want to be there they want to support you and they don't necessarily know how and it's kind of i mean even i i've seen even people who have been married um than offering back advice. It's kind of, it's the same thing when I see people who are obviously pregnant and you, (laughs) I'm sure you all have seen this. Um, People come up and just tell them the weirdest things. (laughs) About what you should or shouldn't do. And you're like, thanks, total stranger. Don't need advice from you. Or like medical things that like, why why are you going to tell them these horrible stories about like the birthing Things that can go wrong, like like the pain. Exactly. Don't do that. Oh my gosh. So um, let's continue the love fest. I would love to hear, Sarah, what do you love about working with Steph on this podcast? I think she's super funny. Um, she has me laughing all the time. Like, I did you, did you all just hear her cue me? <laughs> <laughs> Lean right up into the mic. I just, I, didn't I love hear it. Anything. I love it. It just, it makes me so happy. And she's also got that face. Like, I have the same thing where everything I think goes across my face. <laughs> and when she has like a really like, like a light bulb moment to watch her have it is like the on the podcast. Cause you guys can't see this. Yeah. I don't have a poker face and you don't either. <laughs> no. <laughs> Plus we're drinking a, a tiny bit, not excessive amounts, but you know, a can of rosé, one, one <laughs> mini can of bubbly rosé. Yeah, exactly. It just makes, it's the holidays. So it makes everything nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I love that. I, and I love that she has an outlet to be herself without judgment when she's around me. And that like makes me super happy because I think Aww. like, did you guys just hear her say that? So nice. <laughs> She's trying to whisper, but it doesn't work, which is a good example of the... I just love it. It's so funny to me. I just, I love all the Steph-isms. All right, Steph, what do you like about doing this podcast with Sarah? So Sarah is like, (laughs) she's super, well, first of all, she has two other really successful businesses and she's very like, pushes things forward Mm -hmm. in a way that I would not. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very like more nervous about the day to day things with the show, like the guest and how it's going to turn out and if it was entertaining and all these things, but there's other things, there's so much more stuff that goes into it. And Sarah's really good at like systematizing things and Mm -hmm. organizing things and like making sure that things move ahead. So I super appreciate that about her. Yeah. And, um, Yeah, like, I mean, if you're, like, in D.C. and you're in this community, like, you know Sarah. She's super nice. She's, like, everybody's friend. Mm -hmm. And she knows, like, all the people. That's true. And She knows everybody. She does. Erin knows everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And so I feel so nice to be, like, in that community because, like, I came here from L.A. And it's it's hard to kind of, like, find your way here. And I, you know, podcasting by yourself just isn't my thing. I know people do it. But it's just, it's just not as fun. It's just not the vibe that I was looking for. Yeah. So I'm super appreciative that, like, she brings all this experience and just, like, that I have, like, the fun, funny co-host with, like, the adorable dog. Like, I couldn't... Who's sleeping I, underneath me right now. Yeah, like, <laughs> if I tried to, like, order it up, I couldn't have picked it, you know? So, yeah. 
Well, I know we only have a few minutes left, and I wanted to, um, before we get to a, a cute personal moment, I wanted to get some sneak peeks at next season of The Wedding Dish. Do you have any any uh, teasers you can give us for who we can expect to hear next season? Um, we have some slightly different format shows coming up because we will have um, some people sharing their creativity on the podcast. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's not it's not like anybody's going to hold their breath and paint a portrait of us at, in that I hope you span. have an opera singer, somebody <laughs> who's just going to stand in this room. If you all could see it, this is like a little glass walled room in in the lobby of a hotel and I could just imagine the whole place doing that. That would be so much fun. And it's not totally soundproof in here because part of the fun of, of being on full service radio at the line hotel is that you get some of like the sounds of the lobby. So if you were singing opera in here, they would definitely yeah, be know. hearing it. Okay, hotel. so not opera, but something else cool. Yeah, we no, want to really we, cool. we <laughs> showcase people that do music. And that's something that you'll see. So, um, Love it. yeah, we want to not like, just music, but that is a good example. That's a good yeah. example. Okay. Yeah, that's a good all right. Example. Great. So if you're into that, which I think all of us are, then tune into season two. And yeah. we are still, um, still taking some holiday proposals, weddings, which all that me. stuff. Yeah. And I didn't even realize. I, she has never yeah. mentioned that yeah. to me. And we've been talking about this for two months. So. Yeah. Yeah, if you guys have, like, you got engaged on Christmas, or you have cute, like, Christmas stories, you got married on on Christmas. Or Valentine's Day is coming up. Any of those things. Send them in, and hit us up at theweddingdishpodcast.com. Yes. Great. Well, uh, Steph, I see you have a a little bag in your hand. I'm going to give Sarah her Christmas present now. um, On the air. Because it's Christmas. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Thank you. (laughs) Should I read the card aloud to everyone? You absolutely can. I mean, you just had a mushy love moment on, you know. <laughs> That's true. There, so That's I think true. you can. Oh, and you spelled Philippe's name right and Clouseau's name right. Good job. Yay. She Back says checking. to have a cozy Christmas. Um, which is exactly, that's Steph's favorite thing and is actually a call to my gift that I didn't bring for her today. Um, ooh. What is it? Lazy Sunday morning. Which is it's a scented it's a candle, candle. Oh. and that is the scent. Mm-hmm. That's cozy. Lazy Sunday morning. I mean, that cozy is scent. lazy Sunday morning is probably a good description of me. Cluzo <laughs> stays in bed until like ten thirty on Sundays. <laughs> Love He's that. Cool with but it. there's a gift receipt inside in case you wanted a different flavor. <laughs> I think that's the perfect flavor Yay. for me. <laughs> Thank you. You are so sweet, and I will give her her Christmas holiday present on the next episode and you guys will get to sounds great love it you'll get to see why it's cute that she chose something and wrote cozy in the card (laughs) (laughs) oh i love a suspenseful ending (laughs) yes i mean it's the best well thank you taylor so much for doing this today this was really cool it was really different steph and i were talking over the break about how we're not used to uh talking about ourselves so much on the podcast so it feels a little funny and it's it's cool it's nice to like have that outside of the box it's Uh, a lot less nerve-wracking to not be the host 
So thank you. My oh, pleasure. Yeah. That's so funny. I had the opposite experience. Oh. I was like, is everything I say sounding dumb? <laughs> no, I felt much more relaxed, but yeah. So anyways. It was my pleasure. I'm so glad you had me. And uh, I, for one, liked learning a little bit more about the two of you, things that I didn't know. Well, thanks. Yeah, I actually really liked listening to Steph's stories that I didn't know. I didn't know the full story either. Yeah. I've seen the pictures. So it's very interesting and hope that you guys like were able to gain some little tidbits out of it that help you in some way. Yeah, that it was awesome. Thanks for all your insight for both of you. Um, And thank you to all of you who tuned into The Wedding Dish, uh, brought to you over full service radio at the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, D.C., And be sure to subscribe, rate, and review to The Wedding Dish on your preferred podcast listening platform. And thanks for hanging out with us today, you guys. Yeah, we're out of here till the new year. I'm off to Miami. Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas. Both of them are coming up next week. Happy New Year and my birthday. 2020. Yes. Anniversaries. We got wedding anniversaries. We have birthdays. We have podcast finales. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you in 2020. Woo! Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on Mixcloud.com slash Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at FullServiceRDO on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening.